Hey everybody, welcome back to the Vegas Tips and Tricks podcast. I don't know what episode this is, but we've been off for a while. I hope everybody is uh, enjoying their fall and uh, hope that some of you had an opportunity to visit Vegas recently. Um, looking ahead myself to a trip in March and uh, probably more on that as we get a bit closer to the date, uh, but it's still several months away. What I thought I would do on the next few episodes of the podcast, and we'll try to record more frequently, because I think this is really going to be a pretty easy show, or an easy series of shows to put together, and it kind of refers back to the YouTube channel, which of course you can subscribe to, just to... Search for Vegas Tips and Tricks, and uh, we'd love to have you on board for our bi-weekly programming. But uh, we've been talking about some of my most memorable trips to Las Vegas over the past 25 and a half years. Yeah, it is. Almost exactly 25 and a half years. So I thought it might be fun here on the podcast where we can kind of stretch out and just chat. Not have to worry about... uh, clever video editing or anything of that sort, and really just kind of go through the history of my trips to Las Vegas and uh, what I remember about them. Uh, If you enjoy uh, today's uh, episode, and you like what we're doing here with this Vegas Memories uh, series, uh, do let me know, because we we can do this for months on end. If you all enjoy it. Okay, so as uh, I believe what the, uh, we're going to start at the beginning and by the beginning, I mean before the beginning and give a little bit of background on my very first trip to Las Vegas because there's a lot of factors that contributed to it and None of them were really based on any particular desire to visit Las Vegas until maybe the last uh, year or so. Um, I initially visited Las Vegas as part of a very long vacation, or as the Brits would say, holiday, which ran from the 12th of April, I think all the way up to the 28th, 29th of April. It was amazing. I was able to get two weeks in a row off. I guess anything's possible if you put your mind to it. And the major part of my trip and originally the only part of that particular adventure was supposed to be two weeks that was split between some time in the Reno-Tahoe area and about a week, almost exactly a week to the date, um, in San Francisco. And for both of those destinations, it was to be a return to places that I had visited the year before. In... uh, I guess it would have been the spring of 1995, as part of a cross-country, or at least halfway cross-the-country train track trip, 
train trip, I guess. Uh, I traveled all the way from my home here in Kansas out to the West Coast to uh, Los Angeles. And at that point, I changed trains and took the Coast Starlight up the Pacific Coast uh, all the way to the San Francisco area. I had, even back then, and that's now 27 years ago, 26 years ago, had met a couple of people online who lived in the San Francisco area. Actually, one of them lived in the Sacramento area. Um, And part of my interest in visiting the Bay Area was having an opportunity to meet those two individuals, which I did. Um, I spent five days in San Francisco before... uh, reboarding the train. Actually, I think it might have been already a bus. No, I think I picked up the bus in Sacramento. That's right. Uh, Reboarding the train. um, And uh, through a combination of train and bus, uh, I ended up that same night in Reno, Nevada. And I thought it would be interesting to spend a night there. I had not been in anywhere in Nevada ever in my life, and really not had a great interest in gambling until a couple of years earlier when I had uh, visited St. Louis. Uh, I started visiting St. Louis in 1993 and went pretty regularly. I initially went in 1993, if anybody can remember that far back, they had a great flood. There was a great flood across the Midwest, and I had a few days off, and I was like, you know, I'm just going to drive out there and see how bad it is. Um, it was bad enough that when I got there, there were CNN uh, reporters on site interviewing locals and officials and so forth. But uh, um, but in St. Louis, uh, on the Illinois side already, they had riverboat gambling. I think the boat uh, is still there, I believe. It's called the Casino Queen. Um, and they had a uh, sort of a, uh, you know, one of those, uh, you know, light rail things that would take you across the river. And so I checked it out. I had some moderate success on my first gaming trip. And uh, I would return a couple of times there. And then uh, a year or two later, Missouri also legalized uh, riverboat gambling, in some form at least. And I believe I had visited once or twice to uh, one of the... uh, newly minted casinos in Kansas City as well. So I I had developed a little bit of a taste for gaming, and so I thought maybe it would be fun to stop overnight in Reno and check that out. Being sort of contrarian, I thought, well, everyone else can go to Las Vegas, I'll go to Reno, because that'll make me different and wacky and alternative. So uh, I had enjoyed my brief stay in Reno, um, and the rest of the trip was was quite scenic, I might add, although I slept through most of uh, Nevada and part of Utah. Uh, the, uh, I can't th- I'm trying to think of the name of that particular train, but it goes right through the Rocky Mountains. And uh, so that's pretty cool. And eventually, through a combination again of trains and buses, I made my way back home. I think I was gone maybe nine days. Um, train travel is interesting, but it is a bit tiring. I did not have one of those uh, lovely sleeper car berths you see in the movies. Uh, though, you know, they are available in most cases. They're a little pricey. So my experience in San Francisco and also in uh, Reno 
had uh, led me uh, to want to revisit those places and spend a little more time there. So uh, I thought, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Reno um, and I'll spend the night there. And then I'm going to rent a car and I'm going to go to Lake Tahoe because that seems like a really beautiful place. And I'll spend a couple of nights there and then I'll come back and I'll spend my last night in Reno and then I'll fly out of Reno to San Francisco and I'll spend a week there uh, before returning back to Kansas City. So I don't know. I think the trip at that point was maybe 12 days long or something to that effect. And I believe I was scheduled to leave on like a Monday uh, originally to go to Reno. I found out afterwards that a couple of very close friends of mine, uh, Nicole and Tammy, if either one of them happened to be listening, this is all your fault. Um, people that I had worked with at uh, Walmart, and we had, uh, for several years, had had kind of a regular, I can't remember if it was a Wednesday or a Thursday night meetup where we would get together and have a few drinks and commiserate about the previous week of Walmarting. And uh, they had, completely independent of my plans, decided to go to Las Vegas for, I believe, in their case, it was four nights? Yeah, I think they flew out on Thursday. Yeah. And uh, one of them went... uh, In part was going because a really close friend of hers was going and her mother had the hookup for like a good room rate over the weekend. So when I heard that, I thought, well, you know what? I'm off the weekends because back then I used to be. Uh, Maybe I could go to Vegas for a couple of days before the rest of my trip. I'm already spending way too much money that was probably put on a credit card. Yeah, what didn't always have the best judgment in life. But, um, but yeah, um, so I looked into it and I was actually very easily able to arrange it so that rather than flying into Reno, I flew into Las Vegas a couple of days early and then flew from Las Vegas to Reno on Monday um, and then from San Francisco the following week. I would return actually to Vegas, had like a 10 hour layover, more on that later, and then would uh, arrive more or less just in time to catch my flight back to Kansas City. Excuse me, have a drink. So that just seemed like a great idea, and um, the girls seemed cool with the fact that I could sort of crash in their room which was awfully nice of them. I don't think I paid them anything. Um, I did drive them around a little bit because I did have a car when I was there. I don't usually recommend renting a car when you first go to Vegas, but I did it. And it did have some advantages. So so I guess I probably saved them some money on taxis and things like that. But uh, they were kind enough to more or less let me crash in the room. And maybe I may, may have paid them a nominal amount. I don't remember. I doubt if they would remember truthfully, but, uh, but we were at the Flamingo Hilton, as it was called back then. As I say, they had arrived on Thursday and done some stuff. I arrived very late on Friday evening. Uh, I went, I flew out after uh, work, which I assume I got off at three, four, five o'clock, something like that, and then headed to the airport. Um, I, someone actually gave me a ride to the airport, which 
in retrospect, is sort of striking. I, I think I could probably count on one or two fingers, actually, the number of times anybody's given me a ride to the airport. Uh, but another old friend, Paul. Hey, Paul, Watney, if you're listening to this, which is unlikely, thanks for the ride to the airport. Um, so I had a ride, and I, and I said I flew out pretty late. It was probably, you know, 9, 10 o'clock. So I got into Vegas probably around 11. And the car rental situation in Vegas at that time was a mess. It was there in the airport terminal. And when I arrived, it was in the car rental area. Uh, it reminded one of a refugee camp. It seemed like there had been people camping out there for uh, days. And it seemed like it took days to eventually reach the counter. I rented a car from Avis. I don't know that I've rented a car from Avis since then, and I'm certainly not disparaging the company. Uh, I didn't have a great experience uh, uh, in line there. Although the car was fine. I can't remember what the car was. It was just a generic vehicle of some sort. Uh, And I've told the story many times. Once I got into the vehicle and turned it on, the radio was tuned to a particular station that was already playing the song, Hey Baby, Let's Go to Vegas. And uh, that seemed kind of appropriate at the time. Uh, always remembered that. I didn't even know who sang the song initially. Uh, I didn't know that for a couple of years. But, um, but yeah, so... I, I made my way, I, and pretty successfully... From the airport, I I drove out of the airport on what I guess must have been Swenson. Um, Ended up driving right past the Thomas and Mack Center there on campus. Uh, Made a turn on Tropicana, as I recall, because I was smart enough to know that was a major road that I wanted to connect on. And then uh, turned right on the old Las Vegas Strip itself. And things were a lot different back then. The uh, New York, New York had still not been completely constructed, nor had the Monte Carlo next door. Uh, Along that particular stretch of Las Vegas Boulevard, there really wasn't a whole lot. There was the old boardwalk casino with the clown in front of it and the roller coaster that wasn't a roller coaster. But that whole area was more or less under construction. Um, There was a big pit that had been dug in the... um, in the ground, where most pits are dug, um, that would eventually become uh, Lake Bellagio and the Bellagio Fountains, but that was as far as that construction had made it at that point. I don't recall seeing any building on that site. Uh, So it it, it was very different. Uh, There was no Paris Hotel. Uh, There was an Aladdin, but it was the original Aladdin. Uh, I didn't really have too much problem finding my way to the Flamingo Hilton parking lot, though it was quite a uh, quite a little hike from there uh, all the way to uh, the room. And I didn't know where the room was, and nobody had cell phones back then. <laughs> um, I had called them, or they had called me, I believe, the night before to let me know what room they would be in. So when I arrived at the hotel, I knew which room to dial into. And so they, uh, it was pretty late at night at that point. I suppose it was after midnight, and they were pretty much getting ready to call it a night. They had gone out, as I recall. 
but I was not ready to call it a night, so I dropped my bags and stuff off, and I went downstairs and uh, proceeded to more or less play slash gamble the entire night away. Back then, my game of choice was blackjack, and so I settled in at a $5 blackjack table and more or less just kind of hung in there for several hours, drinking screwdrivers, which I was not a big drinker at the time, and that always seemed like a pretty innocuous drink since it mostly seemed to be orange juice, and I suspect when it's a complimentary beverage, it mostly is orange juice. Um, I did play a little bit of roulette as well. Um, In fact, my friend Tammy had given me like 20 bucks that I was supposed to play roulette with. And uh, so I did that. Uh, I didn't have much success, but I did play. So it would probably surprise people to know that the first two games I played in Las Vegas were table games. I'm sure I must have put a few quarters in a slot machine somewhere along the way. Uh, But again, I can't really recall anything about that. Very early that uh, morning, or I should say very, very late that night, I decided I would get something to eat. There was a coffee shop at the Flamingo Hilton, now Flamingo, Um, and I I think it was kind of back where the buffet is now, kind of along that sort of back hallway, uh, which also has an exit out to the pool and the, uh, the habitat there, but I can't really be sure. I don't recall, but uh, there was some kind of a coffee shop there that was open late. So I think I had some pancakes around 5, 5.30 in the morning and decided I wanted to try to wait and see the sun come up. I don't know if I quite made it to sun up before I went back up to the room um, and crashed. And uh, I'm sure I woke everyone up when I got up there, but I think we all slept. At, I, I think I got two or three hours of sleep and they continued to sleep. We finally did get up and around that next morning. Uh, that would have been at this point, uh, April the 13th, which was a Saturday. This is 1996. And we kind of went for a walk. And as I recall, I can't remember whether we walked north first or south first. But uh, we, you know, we checked out the local casinos. Uh, I know, I remember we went to the Barbary Coast, and they had $3 blackjack, which was obviously cheaper even than $5 blackjack. And I know I sat down with Tammy because I showed her how to play a little bit and showed her the sort of, uh, what do you want to call it, the rules of the game, uh, the sort of way you're supposed to play. Um And we played a little bit there. Um, So I suppose we also made our way down to Bally's. And I know eventually we got down to um, Aladdin. Because I remember walking through the property. Uh, I I was already the sort of person that always wanted to get a player's card everywhere I went. So uh, they had to wait for me for a little bit, most anywhere, in order to do that. Uh, But we did go there. I remember the Aladdin being kind of a dark and gloomy and place, and I really had no desire to really spend any time there. Um, We ultimately checked out Caesar's Palace, I think, briefly. Oddly enough, I don't think we ever walked through the Mirage, which is odd. I think we made our way back at some point to the hotel. Uh, I know we also went over to, um, like, 
Imperial Palace, Harrah's. Um, and at that time, the Sands, which of course stood where the Venetian stands now. Um, I remember walking through the Sands, they gave out a commemorative coffee mug, which they gave out millions of, I understand. And that coffee mug is actually sitting behind me on uh, my Vegas uh, memorabilia shelf, I guess. So, um, and, and I remember uh, distinctly the, at the Sands, it said there was, uh, there, there was a ventriloquist playing there. And I, I can't think of the guy's name, but he's very famous. Uh, he's been on, he's had TV specials and everything. And he was apparently performing at the Copa room. And I knew being a Sinatra fan that the Copa room had been the place that the uh, Rat Pack had hung out and played. And I had no idea there was actually still a show going on at the Copa Room that afternoon. And so I was like, hey, let me show you the inside of the Copa Room. And so I proceeded up to the door and opened it and started to go inside. And it was dark in there. And a security guy uh, basically threw us out and said, hey, there's a show going on in here. Um, I was not aware of that, obviously. But, uh, yeah, so that's as close as I got to the Copa Room, and uh, I believe on my next trip to Vegas the following uh, uh, spring, the, uh, the Sands was already closed and uh, perhaps demolished or certainly on its way to demolition at that time. And that's basically, I think, as far north as we went. And uh, I think the uh, girls wanted to go to the pool for a little bit, which I'm sure they did. Uh, I know we went out uh, that evening. Uh, I, that day, I, I, did, I forgot, well, that day we ended up eating at Planet Hollywood, the Planet Hollywood restaurant inside of Caesar's Palace or at the Forum Shops. Um, the the uh, people I was with seem obsessed with the idea of eating at these, uh, I don't know, sort of celebrity restaurants or these kind of uh, kitschy chain restaurants that were popular at the time. Um, so I know that's where we ate uh, that noontime. Uh, I don't remember it as being particularly good. I think I bought a shot glass there. And at one time I had shot glasses from, I think, a half a dozen of the Planet Hollywood restaurants around the world, which, you know, was fine. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else particularly we did that Saturday night. Um, the girls wanted to go to a, I'm pretty sure it was a gay club. Why do women always want to do that? But anyway, um, and so I, I gave them a ride. I ended up going downtown for a little while and checking that, that out, which I was quite impressed with. Um, before that, though, we had gone, had gotten tickets more or less accidentally, to a, um, oh, to Evening at the Improv, which was the comedy club at Harrah's. I keep trying to remember exactly who the comedians were. I know they were some people that were actually became, or maybe still are, semi-famous, but I've never been able to verify who was there. Um, but it was a good show. I think we got insulted. Uh, at least once or twice. You know, that's the important thing with a comedy show. So uh, that, mu that must have happened earlier in the evening. Uh, it ended up being able to get like two free tickets through some 
through signing up for the Harris card there in in Las Vegas because I already had one from I think Kansas City and Reno probably knowing me so that was kind of cool um trying to think now the Sunday I, I don't think we got up and around too early on Sunday uh, I know the uh my friends did not I, for some reason, thought it would be a great idea to go eat the Circus Circus Breakfast Buffet on Sunday morning, like that was something a person would want to eat. And so I drove down there and ate it, and I guess I lived. Um, I would end up getting sick, but that was uh, like a good 36 hours later, so I don't think I can blame that on Circus Circus. Um, so I did at least visit that end of the strip very briefly. Now on Sunday night, or Sunday afternoon, we ended up all going over to the Hard Rock, which had recently opened over at uh, on Paradise and um, Harmon there. That was kind of a big deal, although at the time it was just a very small casino. They hadn't uh, op- expanded into the larger casino space that uh, was over by the Paradise Tower, because that hadn't been built yet. Uh, We got our commemorative shot glasses, which was like a big deal, apparently. And we played there a little bit. And then we had to eat, of course, at the Hard Rock uh, (laughs) Cafe there in the parking lot, because we were eating at all the celebrity restaurants in town. And again, I don't remember it being particularly good, but uh, it was fine. Uh, we drove around a bit that night. Uh, as I recall, it was mostly Tammy and I. My friend Nicole had another friend in town, and they were going to do something. Um, and Tammy and I kind of drove around. Uh, we went. I drove out to the Rio because I knew that was supposed to be cool. Um, you know, it wasn't that. Imp- I think it was a much more impressive place to stay and play back then. Um, uh, we walked around it. Like maybe we'd seen enough casinos at that point. We did go down to like Luxor and Excalibur, and and wander around there. I remember I got like the best possible parking spot ever at the Luxor that night. That was probably the luckiest part of my trip. Um, so we checked that out. We went downtown again because I had liked uh, downtown. Um, it was after the light show and the Fremont Street experience had opened up the canopy and everything. So we did get to check that out again. Um, and I think ultimately I drove all the way up north Las Vegas Boulevard. We drove through the hood. <laughs> um, probably wouldn't recommend uh, that to most people. But uh, I was young enough and stupid enough at the time. There were, like, cops around. I think I think we drove past an armed robbery that had uh, been foiled at some point. But it was certainly an interesting drive. Uh, somewhere I know that... Uh, I, I know Tammy took a bunch of photographs, and I'm pretty sure I got a copy of them. I'm not sure where those photographs are. I guarantee I never threw them away. So they're in some sort of a plastic tub... Uh, one of the plastic tubs I made up when I moved like five years ago. Uh, so I'll have to look those up sometime, but they wouldn't really be too helpful to you, those of you listening right now, because this is, after all, a podcast. There's no visuals to it. But um, but yeah. And then uh, the next day was the checkout day. Um, I think the uh, two ladies flew out 
earlier. Um, of course, I had a car, so them checking out of the hotel was not a big deal to me. And I actually went back over to the Rio, and I had the Rio buffet um, for lunch. Uh, so maybe I should blame the Rio buffet for the fact that I ended up being very sick the next night in Reno, or the, that night in Reno. But in retrospect, I, I believe it's a result of the fact that I do not do well at altitude, particularly uh, if I combine that altitude with alcohol. That is not a good Al squared combination for me. So, so yeah, the rest of the trip was an interesting one. Uh, you know, Reno and Tahoe were cool. Tahoe, obviously a beautiful place. I did drive around the lake uh, the one full day that I was there, which was nice. And, uh, my trip to San Francisco was interesting. I basically stayed on the edge of what uh, is known as the Tenderloin, if anybody knows anything about San Francisco. Not the most uh, prestigious neighborhood. And based on some of the videos I've seen recently, not a place I would stay again. But uh, it, w it was interesting, and I did enjoy uh, my time there. Uh, I do hope someday to get back to San Francisco and check that place out as well. But, uh, but yeah, I got uh, those three nights and part of three or four days that I spent in Las Vegas uh, got me hooked and uh, I was determined I was going to go back the following year and uh, explore the city more, which of course is what I did. And I continued to go back year after year because it always seemed like there was something a little different every time I went. So that's the story of my very first trip to Las Vegas back in 1996. Uh, there is one little addendum that I'll throw in. On the way back from uh, San Francisco, I stopped in Las Vegas because um, I had to catch the return flight to Kansas City from um, the initial flight I had taken. I, I took that flight out, and then I had a return flight on the same airlines. I think it was America West at the time, which doesn't even exist anymore. Um, but I flew into town. I think I arrived like 1 or 2 in the afternoon. My flight wasn't until like midnight. So I thought, well, you know, it'd be great. I could get like a really cheap hotel room and, uh, you know, check in there for eight hours or so and gamble a little bit and explore the place and uh, rather than just hanging out at the airport. Well, there were two mistakes that I made, or well, there were probably multiple mistakes I made. Um, one of which trying to get a hotel room on a uh, Saturday night in Las Vegas is not something you generally do cheaply. And back then there were a lot of hotels that you basically had to check in for Friday and Saturday night. They didn't even allow you to make a reservation on Saturday. And if they did, it was at, a, at an exorbitant price. I ended up uh, online. I did this all online, which is you know, was pretty uh, advanced back in the day. Easy Saber, if anybody remembers that old website. But I ended up booking a room for the night at the Downtowner Motel, which, again, is right on the edge of a pretty sketchy area. I mean, the uh, registration area had bars on the window, so that should tell you a little bit of something. It's one of those places with a, that had a key deposit, so again, that should tell you something. Um, so I checked in there probably. The, the uh, shuttle driver that took me there did not seem too impressed with my choice. Um, I guess it was fine. I didn't really spend any time in the room. 
Um, I spent a lot of time uh, just hanging out downtown. I probably spent too much time hanging out downtown. I don't think I got back to the room until about 10 o'clock. I checked out, and I wanted to get a cab. And apparently even the cabs were not too keen on picking people up at the downtowner because it was not too easy to get one. Uh, I waited a while. Uh, I think my flight was scheduled to leave at midnight, and I cut it very, very close. <laughs> I think I don't think I got to the airport until like 11.15 or something. There was a huge line, but uh, somehow I was able to cut the line, and I was able to get on my flight, uh, which, as I said, was, was a red eye. Uh, and my friend Paul, again, bless his heart, uh, actually picked me up at the airport at like 5 a.m., 5.30 a.m. in Kansas City. And uh, I definitely had some stories to tell, uh, so I hope those stories were worth the inconvenience. But uh, uh, So that was, uh, if, if, if that was my first Vegas trip, uh, that was definitely, uh, the first part was 1A, the second part was one very tiny little B. So there you go. Hey, if you enjoyed today's Vegas Memory Podcast, please do let me know in the comments below. We'll be doing a, at least a few more of these because they're kind of fun to do. And uh, if you haven't checked out the other episodes of the podcast, we've done some uh, uh, tips and tricks about uh, getting around Las Vegas, about finding the ideal hotel room for you, um, etc., etc. So... Uh, check that out as well. Uh, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting app, as long as it's Spotify or Podbean, <laughs> at least for now. And uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, hope that you'll join us again next time on the Vegas Tips and Tricks podcast.